Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the ne nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, June 13th. I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris and Whitney McDonald. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending June 10th, 2022. In economic news, U.S. inflation hit a 40-year high in May, which is likely to signal the Federal Reserve to extend its, its interest rate hikes. Record gas prices, shelter, and food costs have contributed to the peak. Energy prices in May increased 34.6% year-over-year, with gas prices up nearly 50% year-over-year. Groceries are up 11.9% year-over-year, and rent for primary residencies is up 5.2% year-over-year. Turning to automotive news, used vehicle values inched up in May, with the Mannheim Used Vehicle Value Index landing at 222.7 up 0.7% month-over-month and 9.7% year-over-year. Looking ahead to June and July, the midsummer months are expected to bring higher used sales volume as delayed tax refunds hit consumers. As of May 20th, 74% of tax refunds had been issued, according to the IRS. Last week was a big week in the world of compliance with the CFPB issuing a bulletin citing concerns surrounding the use of artificial intelligence and machine learning powered credit decisioning. The Bureau expressed concerns of, of a lender's ability to issue proper explanations of why consumers may have been denied credit, which is a violation of the Unfair, Deceptive or Abusive Acts or Practices Act or, and the Equal Opportunity Act, depending on the infraction. Yet fintechs and lenders are already working to build models that explain an algorithm's decision through a process called explainable AI, or as it's widely, widely known as in the industry. Upstart and fintech Provenir both employ uh, explainable AI called Chat to monitor how credit decisioning algorithms make decisions on consumer credit attributes. We did a whole two-part series on this subject, so please uh, check it out there way too in-depth to go into on this podcast. Um, Amanda, we also covered a case from this California Supreme Court concerning alleged dealer misconduct. Um, and that case set an important precedent, uh, not only in the state, well, for the state of California, which is the largest um, auto financing market, um, and also a bellwether as it's, you know, known as. Uh, so tell us, tell us what, what sort of at the, at the heart of that case. Yeah, um, so the main thing for auto lenders is that if a dealer is accused of misconduct, the main thing for auto lenders to know is that they can also be on the hook um, as being named in the case. So there are a couple of things at work here, um, and this all came out of a recent case of Pulliam versus H&L Automotive. Um, where a customer purchased certified used vehicle um, from the dealer and the purchase was financed through TD Auto Finance. Um, the person later sued both the dealership and the lender um, because basically the car was misadvertised. Um, but this case really highlights the fact that lenders can also be, you know, claims like claims can be brought against a lender in the same capacity as brought against the dealership that sold the vehicle. So obviously that's a really big thing that lenders need to keep in mind. Um, and that's always been sort of the, 
the status quo under the Federal Trade Commission's holder rule, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. So there's two things that work here. So the holder rule um, under the it's by the FTC basically means that a customer can bring claims against the person that holds the retail installment contract, so the lender, um, as well as the dealer that sold the vehicle. Um, so that that just in general means that the lender will also be involved with this if someone is to bring a claim against the dealership. So that's the first thing lenders need to keep in mind. Now in California, they also have a law that basically states that um, the lender can also be on the hook for attorney's fees related to cases for when someone wins the case. So when they win the case, um, typically, so in most cases, both sides would pay their own attorney fees, whether you win or lose. So that's kind of like the American rule. That's pretty much the, what happens normally. But if a state has in place like a state rule that allows the winner of a case to then go and seek attorney's fees, they can then do that under their own state rule. So this is separate from the holder rule. All right. So in California, that's the case. California has a law that basically says that, yes, they can go after the attorney's fees if you win the case. The court would then determine what a fair amount would be to recoup your costs, basically saying if you win the case, you can then try to recoup your legal fees. Um, now, this case also highlighted the fact that because of that, with, with that, both those things in play, attorney, like attorney fees that could equal, you know, six figures, the lender may also be on the hook to pay those as well, um, which is like the other big takeaway. Because um, again, normally, there's a limit too on the attorney fees that can be paid out. The holder rule not only says that claims can be brought against a lender as well, but it also limits it to the amount of the loan itself. Um, so typically you wouldn't see these six figure, you know, awards going, like going against, like going to the plaintiff against like a, a lender. Um, but because of this case, that law being in place that basically says that no, the holder rule doesn't limit their ability to say you can seek reasonable attorney fees which can be hundreds of dollars in California. Um, that's kind of the crux of what's happening. I mean, essentially it just means that lenders can be both on the crux for the, the same action against them as the dealer that they financed the car. Um, and it means that they could be potentially on the hook for hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees in states that have something in place that allows the winner of a case to then seek attorney fees that go beyond the limit under the FTC's holder rule, essentially what's happening. Um, so that's kind of the main takeaway. And I mean, the bigger deal is that this has happened in California and it was by the Supreme Court of California. So it definitely sets a precedent. We know that California typically does things that happen there, sets a precedent for the industry across the nation. We've seen that, um, you know, in other types of laws uh, when they, California enacted a state privacy law, state level privacy law, for example, other states followed suit. Um, so the thing, thinking is that this decision could potentially see ramifications across the industry. Um, and it already does happen in some states because other states do have laws in place that allow for these attorney fees to, to happen um, and for them to go above the limit in the FTC's holder rule. Because um, FTC even came out and said like, our rule does not limit a state from having their own separate law that allows this to happen. So that's kind of the, 
the big takeaway. Kind of muddled, but it's a little bit complicated. So <laughs> that's, that's the gist. Right. Well, you know, you mentioned, um, and I think it's important just to reiterate that, you know, the FTC is in agreement with the California court's decision that, you know, the holder rule does not limit a plaintiff's ability to recoup attorney fees um, if there is a separate statute. Uh, so we won't, you know, the industry won't be seeing any pushback from regulators um, on this front. So largely, um, you know, that that is a concern for the industry. Um, another concern for the industry is loan terms. Whitney, what's going on with loan terms in the first quarter? Yeah, longer term loans were a trend in the first quarter of the year as consumers look for ways to decrease their monthly payments. Um, that's as supply remains tight and loan amounts grew 12% year over year to $39,540. So definitely high there. Consumers looking for ways to get those payments down. Um, in the first quarter, just for example, shares of new vehicle new vehicle loans with terms 73 to 84 months. So in that range, grew to 35.1%. Um, and that was up 2.4 percentage points year over year. So that grew um, compared to last year. And then those shares of loan terms, 85 months or longer, um, those also grew 20 basis points to 2.7%. So you're seeing those longer term loans kind of inch up um, as those values remain high. Uh, so like I said, consumers are just looking for ways to make their pay their loan payments a little bit more affordable. Um, if they can extend their loan term to get a better payment, then that's what they're willing to do today um, in the current market environment. Um, longer loan terms also in the 84 month or longer range presented were presented in the auto ABS market as well. Um, those are usually viewed as riskier loans, but lenders like Toyota Financial Services seem to be managing those risks. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see over the course of the next few months and quarters, um, and especially when supply starts to correct and we see these values come down a little bit if these longer terms remain. Um, but yeah, the end goal is just to get the, get to more affordable payments for consumers. So we'll be watching that trend on the longer term loan side. So that's what's happening there. Well, the market is definitely still turbulent as you know, anybody that looked at the S&P or the Dow at market close today, we'll see. Um, so definitely a lot of uh, unknowns still in the market and we'll have to see what happens in the, in the, you know, like you said, coming months, next quarter, um, you know, where, how, what normalizes and what doesn't. Um, as a reminder to all our listeners, don't forget to register for the Auto Finance Summit, which returns to the Win Las Vegas, October 26th through 28th. That about does it for our episode today. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. We'll see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.